1: get it the bird show
2: so you thought that uh, airbnb was going to be real sexy or safe there right make some memories well just know this that you better treat your airbnb host really really well because they could
3: really mess with your life. So there's a guy named Sean Mackey out in Mississippi, who uh, his story has now gone very viral because it's very interesting. And he rented an Airbnb for himself and a couple of his friends for a weekend uh, away. And I guess it's a really nice Airbnb, high-end Airbnb, and it's a popular one. And so when he asked the uh, host of the Airbnb if he could bring some additional guests on The Few of the Nights, he didn't realize that she was going to charge him an additional $960 in order to bring additional guests. I guess that's her rule of her Airbnb is you have to have a certain amount of guests and if for whatever reason you go over that and have someone spend the night, then it's an additional $960 charge. I
0: use Airbnb and VRBO quite a bit. I have never been charged for additional
2: Mm, guests. Me neither. Like
0: however many the house can hold is what you pay for. Like if you got one person, if it's a five bedroom... And you got one person staying there, it's one price. If you got a five bedroom and five people staying there, mm-hmm. it's the same damn price. So
3: now we're already in shady ground. Exactly. So, like you said, I've never heard of that myself either. And he was pissed about it. And so, not only did he say he wasn't going to pay it, but he left a bad review on the Airbnb for her to even ask for this money. So what she did, in turn, was take some of the security footage from the Airbnb, where I guess him and his guys were having some ladies come over and spend the weekend with him and sent it to his wife Uh in order to get back at him for leaving a bad review on the Airbnb. And now it's gone so far as to where they're actually having a legal battle in a lawsuit, which is in the Mississippi District Court, on whether or not she was violated his rights by sending the footage and for asking for the money of which he did not want to pay. Because, now, was he messing
2: around with any of these women or was it just like a
3: party with women that, oh, no, nah, yeah, they was having some fun. Okay. Yeah, he was messing around with the women for sure.
0: Because obviously your Airbnb, like the the airbnb owner is allowed to protect their home and have like security cameras outside. Like you can't have cameras filming somebody inside. Um that would definitely be invasion of privacy. But even though you have security cameras outside your house, I'm wondering like if you take that footage and send it to somebody else, if that is a violation of privacy or if it's like when cuz i mean you know how when you sign up for stuff or if you if like if you go through and you rent to Airbnb and you just click yes to the agreements or whatever, who knows what you're signing away as far as your rights go to, you know, stay at this property. So I'm wondering if there is a caveat where it's like, yeah, no, this is like, I, this is my house. I'm renting it to you and I can do whatever I want with that footage. At
2: this point, the damage is done though. I mean, yeah. his wife knows. I mean,
3: yeah, they're going to go to court and try to figure this all out, but damage is done in the relationship. So the the that's what she thought was going to be a loophole for her, was the footage that she sent wasn't from inside the house. It was just of the women entering mm-hmm. the property. But the lawyers uh, in the comment section are all saying that it is, even though it is security footage, it's still a privacy violation, mm-hmm. and she'll probably be removed from all hosting platforms Ooh. for it.
0: Ooh. Okay. That'll hit her in her pocket. it okay. will. All right. Well, so, yep. Do we know how their couple is doing?
3: Uh, No, there's no <laughs> update, but I would imagine that
2: well.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, none of this happens if dude keeps in his pants anyway. I mean, you could say that,
3: but still, yeah. That's true. Uh, and I, I don't know if her revenge will be worth her being removed, but <laughs> yeah. it certainly was some revenge. Well, there goes her livelihood, right? Yep.
2: All right. Kristen has made it awa- me aware that the love that I think that I am looking for is exhausting and doesn't exist. Okay, the the love that I might be looking for is a love that the spark is alive all the time. You have said before that sounds exhausting to you.
0: Well, it it's not that it sounds exhausting. I just don't know if that's feasible.
2: I don't know either. Um, I'm looking for it though, and, you know, and you've talked <laughs> about nice.
0: the, you've talked about this several times on the show, and my husband and I have had this. You know, we had a conversation, and you know, my husband and I we've been together for seventeen years now, right? And the spark that was there when we first started dating, um, no, that, that, that spark is not there. But I would trade it in a heartbeat for what we have right now, mm-hmm. which is something I think is deeper and more meaningful because of everything we've gone through together. Do we still find each other attractive? Absolutely. You Sure. Yes, I I, I
2: talked to him about recently.
3: We are
0: we are still attracted to each other. We are still intimate. Um, We still enjoy that aspect whenever we are not too tired to do it. Um, So I I feel very fortunate that we we have a a a loving relationship in that manner. But as far as like that like that spark that you're talking about when you first start dating somebody. Yeah, no, nah, dog. We ain't got that. So
2: y- you and I are going to be in very different parts of our life when it comes to relationships, right? You Correct. guys have a child together. I'm not having another child, mm-hmm. right? So I understand the depth and the intimacy that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but what I'm looking for, I think, is like even in a year. Or in two years or in four years or in five years, when she walks in the door, I still get those flutters, you know, like I'm excited to see her all the time. Um, And how do you keep that? One thing I've been thinking about and I've told you guys about is if I really want that in a relationship, do I want to live with somebody ever again? Because there's that commonplace. I think Mo and I sort of share this fear also. There's that commonplace when you see them all the time, you start to take them for granted or you just know they're going to be there. Can you keep that spark by living in two different places?
0: Is it wrong that I get the flutters when I come home and I see his car is gone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm trying to avoid. And I get to walk into a quiet house yes. with nobody there. I get it, man. No, I get it. We're just,
0: we're, we're, we're at, a di- we're at a different stage right now. And, you know, and I do, I, I say that like half jokingly. Um, I, I, I love my husband. I know my husband loves me. And we are just, we're at a unique place when you have a toddler and you're just, you're you're tired and you're kind of pushed sure. to the limits. And like that's, that maintaining that spark is not top priority. But we have really worked on making sure that we have date nights and we are more communicative than we have been in the past.
2: So here is a dude online, or a woman online I should say, that this is what she does with her husband every day to try to keep that spark alive.
1: Get ready with me while I talk about why my husband and I make out every single night. So here's how it usually goes in long-term relationships. When you first start dating each other, it's like you can't keep your hands off each other, right? You're always touching, always kissing. But the pattern for most people is that once they get into a long-term relationship, they really stop touching and kissing so much. And eventually, it gets to the point where the only time that you're, like, really kissing each other is when you're trying to initiate sex. But what happens for a lot of people, especially if you're the lower sex drive partner in the relationship, is that you start becoming avoidant of any sort of touch or kissing. Like if you're not wildly in the mood, you don't want your partner to kiss you and think that it's going to lead to more, right? But this only further intensifies that connection that kissing has to or is supposed to lead to sex. And this can even lead to what I call the bristle reaction, which is when you become so hypervigilant to your partner's touch or kisses that you actually can feel yourself bristle whenever your partner comes in to try to make contact with you. So the intent behind our nightly makeout sessions is to actually break the connection between making out and sex. This nightly routine has taken the pressure off of us to have to have sex if we start making out. And it's really allowed us to enjoy making out just for the sake of making out.
2: That's a pretty cool idea. But it sounds exhausting to you? Well, here's do the thing. You also have a kid. I mean, you got, you yeah, yeah. What so, three year old, two and a half year
0: old? He's he's he'll be three next month. I am wallowed. Like as soon as I walk home, Jimmy's in my lap. He's crawling all over top of me. He's like, and, and 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 I and I do. I love it because I know this time is fleeting with him. But I am touched out as a mom, right? And so you do need that like personal space so you can get some autonomy back. So at this stage right now, that 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 would not work for us. Um, I I commend her. I think. I think it's a great idea. Depending on where you are in your relationship, now something Bart and I have um, made sure to include in our relationship is we kiss before I walk out the door, and we kiss every night before I go to bed, like before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that's something we hadn't done before, and it's it, it seems small and it seems trivial, but it is a it's. It's been great as far as our connection goes and acknowledging each other because there for a while we weren't doing that mm-hmm. and that's like you could go days with right you know without realizing. sometimes we'll just do nice long hugs in the kitchen, which I think it's important for our son to see mom and for dad sure, yeah. be affectionate towards each other. Um, it's very sweet when we're putting Jimmy down for bed at night. I give Dada a kiss, and then Jimmy, will he'll you know he wants his kiss. So I want him to see affection, and I think that's very important. But as far as making out every night. <laughs> that's not happening at this stage.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds glorious to me.
0: And you're at a different yeah. stage. You're uh-huh. just at a different stage.
3: I, like you, Bird, wondered, like, what does it take to keep that? Because I've never been in a super long relationship, but in the relationship I'm in now, we still feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. going on two years, it still feels like it, it did the first week. And uh, sometimes I do wonder in the back of my mind, like, how much of that is the fact that we are long distance and mm-hmm. we do have so much space in between every time we see each other. So every time we see each other, this. Like this, I miss you feeling. Yes, that I wonder if it would go away if we actually moved in together or lived together. That would be my fear,
2: also. Right? Hey, Lily. Good morning. You're on the Burt Show.
4: Hi there. Um, so my husband and I accidentally, or it wasn't intentional, we're living now in different states due to a job relocation, and he hasn't been able to. Um, we we're not in the same states anymore. Right, and I think that's kind of. We got our spark back. We miss each other more. We're not on our phones when we make time to see each other. We're just really all about our family and our kids, and it's just, it, it feels like that spark is back, and it's better than ever, and people think we're crazy, and they think mm-hmm. it's not real, but well, I don't know. When yeah. I hear you and Mo talk, I think, you guys right?
2: <laughs> first of all, here's how I feel about relationships, truly, and living life. Uh, Lily, because I heard you say that people think we're crazy. Who cares what people think? I right. mean, let's look at the statistics right. on happy relationships, and everybody wants to fit into the same model in the same box. It clearly hasn't worked for generations now, but we do the same things over and over and over again, and when someone like you says, you know what, we're living away from each other, and it's helped our relationship, there are going to be some going, oh, my God, that's not even a real relationship. That's not even real intimacy. For you guys, it is, and it works, so who cares what anybody else Thanks.
4: Oh yeah, and we've been judged. And we had a friend that said, um, you know, if your wife's not sleeping in the same bed with you, you guys got problems. No, no. Well, come to find out, they're now divorced. Um, she was cheating on him with several men. Okay, well now we know. Like, and <laughs> you know, so you know, to, yeah, exactly. To each his own, but. But, yeah, now I kind of wonder what it's going to be like when we are in the same house again. Yeah.
2: Well, a, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you got to be in the same house with each other. I mean, if you guys can afford it, if that's the agreement that you have, like this space thing is really working for us, maybe he lives down the street or whatever. But that if it works for you, it's going to work for you. Nothing wrong with it.
4: I like it. Lake House, here we come.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Get it? The bird Show.